Welcome to episode 29 of Viper Crew Spotlight, or as you might want to call it just for this time only, week one of Texas high school football season. You know, we record this, uh, you know, we're recording this before Thursday, so, you know, some some games have already happened when you really think about it. Uh, so the season is officially here. Uh, before we get into all that, of course, I got to bring in my co-hosts, Jackson and Ashton. Jackson, how you doing, man? Doing good. Texas high school football is back. It's a big week. Uh, big week with some big games. Very excited to go out and be covering uh, two games this week. Uh, but yeah, it's just a busy time of year and so excited for football to be back in Texas. Ashton, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be back. As y'all can hear, I'm still a little bit congested, but just started my first week of senior year. Last week into my first week of senior year, so... And Texas high school football's back, so covering three games this week. Just super excited, but super busy at the same time. Well, let's talk about some Texas high school football. I guess let's, let's start in the recruiting world, of course. I know we kind of want to talk of football because it is the football season. So, Jackson, what news do you have for us this week? Yeah, some news I got this week. Uh, Tory Blaylock uh, from Atascacita, running back, picked up an offer from OU. Uh, we were, we had recorded the episode earlier that day, and then, of course, he got the offer about 10 to 15 minutes after last week's episode. So uh, picks up a big-time offer from OU. He's had a huge offseason, uh, had a big-time run against the Woodlands that has pretty much gone everywhere all over social media. So uh, very exciting to watch a 25 rising sophomore uh, projected to have a very big year. Lots of people think he's going to be the top back in the class of 25 when he in the state of Texas, if not the country. So uh, very excited to see how much more his recruitment blows up as he gets a full season of varsity play this year, being running back one at a task seat. Ashton, let's turn it over to you, my man. What news do you have for us this week? So to kind of start things off, uh, something that doesn't directly impact Texas right now, but will do it will can impact us down the line. Nick Saban signs a ninety three point six million eight year contract extension with Alabama, and uh, I, I think it kind of shows that he's going to be here for eight more years. He's going to continue recruiting, and I think he's going to start digging even deeper into Texas now with, like you said, this rising class of 25, like Tory Braylock, just kids like him really show that Texas has these athletes. Uh, 2023 Red Oak four-star safety, Warren Robertson dropped his top five, which consists of TCU, Oklahoma State, USC, SMU, and Florida. And to kind of finish things off, 2024 four-star uh, McKinney, safe, wide, excuse me, wide receiver, Xavier Philomacy, received an offer from Georgia and Wisconsin. Let's talk about some of these games happening in week one and really what that might mean for some of these top talents across the state. You know, there there are some pretty good matchups happening, uh, you know, uh, when you look at some of the teams and kind of where they're projected to finish. So what what can that mean for some of these crews to have a big week one, Uh, you know, whether that's, you know, a senior that's a big recruiter, maybe, you know, like I said, maybe like a Tory Blaylock, who's a class of 2025. Uh, Jackson, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm going to start with the game in Houston, uh, Woodlands North Shore. It, it's a game that uh, we're going to have on our TNS showdown on AT&T Sportsnet this week. Uh, this is a big-time game. You've got the defending state champs taking on a loaded Woodlands team, 
There's offers all across the field on both sides of the ball. You'll have a North Shore secondary, all has SEC offers. And then you look at the Woodlands offense, who's got four-star quarterback, Mabry Matoyer, uh, transfer wide receiver, class of 2025, Quano Farcon Jr. Uh, just both sides of the ball are loaded, and it's going to be an impactful game, I expect. Uh, lots of kids. This will be a good test for a lot of these kids to see if they can hang with each other. And I also think it's a great game for uh, recruiting people to go to and actually go check out some of the talent and uh, see how they fare against each other as it's going to be action-packed. Other games I expect to be big games, South Oak Cliff versus Duncanville. South Oak Cliff won the state championship last year. Uh, you had Duncanville as the runner-up losing the North Shore. Uh, this is a big-time game in the DFW area. Like I said uh, about the Woodlands North Shore, there's D1 talent all over the field. You've got Malik Muhammad, who's committed to Texas right now, one of the top DBs in the country, playing for South Oak Cliff. And on Duncanville's side, you've got a, the number one player in the class of 2024, Colin uh, Simmons, playing on the D-line. So that's just another action-packed game. And uh, it, it's crazy to think that uh, these week one matchups are, are this big. Uh, I feel like they're bigger than they have been in the past couple of years. So very excited for these week one matchups. I don't know. I think I disagree with you. I, I remember quite a few um, week one matchups last year that were, were pretty newsworthy. I think it's maybe maybe getting more popular. How about, how about that? So I think people are starting to see it. It's, it's beneficial. Of course, it's, for some schools, it's harder than others to, uh, to schedule the, those depending on how big your district is. But uh, you know, I think it's been a growing trend over the last few years. Uh, Jack, or not Jackson, I'm sorry. Ashton, let's start with you now. Uh, what are some maybe games that you can think of across the state where you're going to see some big-time names, you know, when, when you think of the Texas high school football recruiting realm? So for me personally, I'm as long as everything goes according to plan, uh, this Thursday I will be covering Klein Kane versus Summer Creek. This is really going to kind of show how Klein Kane is going to pan out for this year. I mean, graduated Matthew Golden, they graduated Carson Roper, Ramir McCray. They have kept Gibson Pyle, who everyone knows is offensive lineman with a bunch of SEC offers, but just really seeing how they're going to pan out this year, and especially with Summer Creek 2 bringing back uh, Terry Johnson, that's going to be a good game on Thursday. On Friday, obviously, I'm covering Tom Ball versus Stratford. Uh, it's really going to show how Tom Ball is going to be this year. Tom Ball, I believe they're returning maybe 10 players this year. They graduated a ton of seniors after that, that miracle of a run last year going right up to the state semifinals and uh, facing on, off against Denton Geyer. And we all know who's on Stratford for Hawkins, Poli. So another game that's going to be really good that's in the local area. And then on Saturday, finishing off with Full Shear versus Strike Jesuit, which we all know has Chico Hope for Strike Jesuit and Bryke Fusick, which I did interview a couple weeks back just showing that dynamic duo on the field. I think another one we can't really ignore is going to be Vandergrift versus Dripping Springs, where we'll have Austin Novosad, uh, you know, kind of jumping up to 6A, as we know, uh, um, Dripping Springs is going to be playing at the 6A level this year. So a really good first test because, you know, Vandergrift could potentially see themselves making a deep playoff run, depending on how things work out. I, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of pretty high on Vandergrift as we head into the season. So not only is this going to be a good opportunity for Dripping Springs to see kind of where they stand heading into 6A play, but for Austin Novoson as well, he's he's kind of picked up some some heat, uh, if you will. Uh, he's already been committed to Baylor, but, man, he, he, he's gotten offers. He had offers from A&M, uh, 
a couple other schools uh, I can't remember the top of my head. Uh, and you know, Jackson, I know you were kind of thinking he he may have, you know be switching his commitment, but he he stood pat and and we'll see if that summer hype can translate over to the field. A lot of people definitely think so. Uh, I think everyone here on on this uh, podcast kind of feels the same way. But definitely a good first test for him. Um, what are some other ones? I know, I know Lake Travis going down to Arlington or Arlington Martin, I think is coming down to Lake Travis, a good test for Bo Edmondson there. Uh, who's, who's a Michigan state commit. Any other games we can think of Jackson? I'm going to turn over, you know, just turn it over to you. Cause you may want to say something else. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, another game that I know that, uh, will be a great test is going to be Ridgepoint versus Westlake. You've got Westlake won the state championship last year. They're trying to get four in a row this year. Uh, they're without Cade Klubnick. Now, they return all their offensive weapons pretty much. You've got Jaden Greyhouse, who's committed to Notre Dame. You've got King Quebeca, who's committed to Kansas. You've got running back Jackson Kaiser, who uh, really blew up in the playoffs and later in the season. Uh, and you've got Ridgepoint, who had a great season last year, fell short in the playoffs uh, to Atascacita. But I, I feel like this is going to be a real test for both of these teams uh, – playing with the new quarterbacks on both sides of the ball, but returning a lot of uh, key role players on, on both sides. So I think that's going to be a really good test for both teams this week as Ridgepoint heads up to Austin to play Westlake. Uh, but I wanted to kind of go back on what you said about Austin Novosad. This is going to be a big year, and the hype is definitely real. Uh, you, Dripping Springs is in the same district as Lake Travis and Westlake now. So you will be facing off against Bo Edmondson. You, you will be facing off against that Westlake defense that is stacked with Colton Vasek as the main uh, anchor of that defense. But uh, very excited to see how Austin does. Uh, obviously, the week one game is is the one to really see what the hype is like. But very excited to watch the rest of the season as you see him take on Lake Travis and Westlake as well. And we can't forget DeSoto either, traveling or playing a, a school outside of Texas in St. Augustine with John T. Cook right there. Excited to see what they can do. That being said, our interview this week, it's going to be with Hawkins Pauley of Stratford. Stratford, of course, we know, um, you know, came up just short against Jersey Village, taking the district last year. So probably looking for a little revenge. And as we know, uh, Pauley is committed to Baylor. So, you know, Scott, our, our former employee, uh, you know, definitely excited about that. You know, just talking about Austin Novosad as well. So nice little connection that could potentially be made there. So that being said, let's get to Jackson's interview with Hawkins Pauly right now. Thanks, Josh. Uh, we got a very special guest on the show this week. Uh, we've got tight end from Stratford High School, uh, committed to Baylor, Hawkins Pauly. Hawkins, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, we, we got to catch up a little bit at, at some camps and at some photo shoots in the past couple of months, uh, but we're approaching uh, your senior year. Uh, let, let's first start off with that. Uh, last year at Stratford, y'all had a great uh, year, great season. Uh, this year, y'all are looking to do uh, a little better, of course, make it to try to make it to the state game. Uh, what What are you taking off of last year's season and kind of looking forward to this season? Um, kind of just that core group, especially on offense. You know, all the receivers are back, our quarterback's back, and uh, – key offensive linemen's back. So kind of keeping that core group and keeping that chemistry coming into a new group in a new season. Yeah, y'all seem like a very uh, tight team uh, from last year now to this year. Uh, obviously, lots of kids you've grown up with. Uh, what's it going to be like going out in the field with guys that you've got such great connections, great bonds with, and also it being your senior year, uh, the last year you'll get to play for the Stratford Spartans? 
Um, it's just kind of it makes it a little more fun, a little more personal when you you know played football in the front yard with these kids. It doesn't feel as big of a deal, you know. You're playing on Friday. It's just kind of a you know we're just playing football again together, and it kind of takes some of the stress off of it, and kind of takes some of the pressure off. And uh, we play better when we're not thinking about the pressure. We play better when we're loose, and I think that uh, that's really going to help us this season. Yeah, I think that I, I'm expecting y'all to have a great year. Uh, definitely gonna try to get that district title this year. I know that last year uh, that was a goal and Jersey village ended up taking the district, but uh, let's now talk, let's turn it over and kind of talk more about your recruitment. You committed to Baylor last year. Uh, You've kind of been one of the centerpiece, the first people to kind of commit to Baylor in in that class or first couple of people. uh, And you've stayed committed to Baylor throughout this process. What's it been like for you to have already made your mind up, decide this is home for me, and then also, are you a guy that's helping recruit uh, some local guys, Houston guys, but also guys across the country to try to come to Baylor? No, yeah, definitely. I have talks with the uh, recruiting staff a lot at Baylor about guys we're trying to get, and I hit them up on social media. Anytime I see anybody post a Baylor offer or put Baylor in their top six or eight or whatever, I hit them up and let them know that, you know, if they want to come to Baylor, they're going to be welcome with open arms. And uh, it's been cool to watch this class grow now being the oldest, like oldest commit back in December. Uh, it's been cool to watch this class grow into a top 25 class. Yeah. You've, you've got one of these guys uh, that's down a little bit down the ways in Austin, a uh, quarterback who has really seen his ratings and stuff rise after the elite 11 and Austin Novosad. Uh, we had him on the show uh, before the elite 11. And then after the elite 11, there was lots of rumors, lots of things going around, uh, saying he might flip and uh, might leave Baylor. What's it mean? Uh, what is y'all's relationship like? And what's it mean to have a guy in your class that's one of these top quarterbacks? And what what's your goal once you get to campus with him? Um, I think it's kind of going back to where he was kind of thinking about flipping. I think it was just kind of a, uh, a good sense to know we got our guy. And I never really felt like he was really ever going to flip. I know I've talked to some other commits about it. And we felt like Austin was our guy and we didn't really feel like there was a really strong pull anywhere else. And uh, as far as, like, his ratings, I mean, it's good, great for him. I saw he was number 60 or something in the Rivals 250. And, that's, I mean, that's – rankings aren't everything, but it's certainly something. It's something that you'll have, like, for the rest of your life and no one can ever really take away from you. And uh, once you get to campus, I mean, we're just going to work on chemistry, work on plays, and, you know, be the best we can until we get on the field in McLean. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see that duo – uh, neck or in a couple of years at Baylor. Uh, let's talk about uh, you are obviously you've obviously been really heavy in helping the recruiting staff, like you just said. Uh, let's let's just talk about what made Baylor home for you, because like you said, you've been one of these guys who have, you committed earlier than most of these other guys in the class. We've seen lots of kids start committing to Baylor, especially in the Houston area. Uh, what was it about Baylor and Waco that really made it home for you? Um, coaching staff really was what got me. They were most consistent reaching out when I was being heavily recruited by other schools. Um, it was one of the more certain way to fit with the culture, fit with the And so I think that's, you know, that's where I need to be. I need to be myself, play football and get an education. And Waco's, you know, it's far enough to where I'm on my own away from my parents, but it's not, you know, if I have a weekend off, I can just drive back. Yeah, man, uh, you cut out a little bit there, but it's all good. I think the most important thing that we got is, uh, I mean, it, the culture there, obviously something you like, and also 
you I heard you just mention like the fact that it's only about an hour away, an hour and a half away. It's it's not that far. It's it's basically down the road. Um, so those are always things I love to hear recruits talk about why that place is home. So I'm glad you found your home in Baylor. Now we're gonna kind of switch it up. Uh, obviously, this season's the big one. This season's the senior season. Uh, we talked a little bit about it before, but I want I just want to talk about what are your goals for this season? What are your goals for this team as uh, you'll get to leave your lasting legacy this year and then you'll move on to the next level? Um, I mean, my goal for this team is just kind of take every moment as it comes and not really worry about the next game or the next practice, but focus in the moment and focus in the moment. Good things will happen. And I think this I think this team does have a chance to win a district championship. And that's always the goal. But I think more, especially when I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, opportunity to play in college, it's more about remembering the guys, remembering the experiences, because this is, you know, the last time where it's really, you know, you're just out there with your friends. And, you know, it comes a little bit of a job, but it's still a lot of fun. But it's the last time you're really a kid just playing football. Yeah, and uh, as a former athlete, you, you never forget that last season. You never forget those bonds you make. So uh, really excited to see how Stratford does this year. Uh now kind of talking now we'll kind of have a little fun question obviously nil has become such a big deal in college football yeah. now you see athletes signing with canes with uh we saw decoldis crawford up in nebraska <laughs> have a have a ac unit company yeah nil deal with him which the commercial came out and it was absolutely hilarious what what would be kind of your dream nil deal once you get to waco and once you get to baylor well, last time I was at Waco, I drove by this place called Hawk's Fried Chicken. So there's a little there's a little connection there with Hawk and Hawkins. So that'd be a pretty cool NIL deal. And I'm you know I'd never turn down some fried chicken. Oh, but yeah. uh, I mean that that'd be a pretty cool one. Um, I Cheez Its would be another one. Okay. I'm a fan of Cheez Its. I've DM'd them on Twitter about why they took away the dill pickle flavor. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to bring back that bring the dill pickle back. But those, those are probably two I'd look forward to. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Hawk and the Hawkins is already there. That that just sounds yeah, like a good deal. Already. Yeah, I agree. It's built. Well, now we're going to kind of flip it back uh, with it. just two more questions. Uh, one of the questions I got for you is um, Baylor last year had a great season. You win the Big 12. You win the bowl game. Uh, you, great season for Baylor. And obviously Baylor is seen as a program on the rise. Whenever you're there at Baylor during that time, what are your goals for that Baylor Bears team the three to five years that you'd be there? Um, I think a goal should be to win the Big 12. I think that's something that obviously we've proven we can do, and I think that needs to be a standard. Uh, as long as Dave Rand is there, that needs to be a standard for that team, and it's a goal that that team can achieve. And from there on, I mean, that's kind of the main focus. That's what you control. And as far as we'll see what happens with the new college playoff format and all that. But I think that's, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is winning a national championship. So, you know, take it a couple steps at a time. You want to win all your out, out of big 12 games. You want to win the big 12. You want to win that bowl game or whatever game you end up in at the end of the year. Yeah, man. I, I, I really, I really see Baylor uh, making some noise in the next couple of years and uh, we'll see how the playoff turns out. Hopefully they expand it a little bit. Uh, as an Aggie fan, I wish they would have expanded it two years ago, but hey, it's all good. It happens. Uh, but the last thing I really got for you, man, is uh, well, what's your message you have to Baylor fans and uh, even to uh, underclassmen going through the recruiting process? Or first off, we'll start with 
what's your message to underclassmen going through the recruiting process? Obviously, it's a process that it either it happens really quickly, you start picking up tons of offers all at once, or maybe like trickles and trickles and trickles. What's your message to underclassmen who are kind of going through this process right now? Um, that just because you're not getting looks, you're not getting offers, doesn't mean that you're not a good player. You're not doesn't mean you're not a good person, any of that, because it can be very stressful to see these dudes on Twitter, you know, getting offers from Bama, Oregon, all these big time schools and your time's coming. You got to work for it, but it'll 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 come and you can't really look at someone else's and say, well, why am I not getting that? Why am I not rated that? You just got to everyone's path is different and you just got to wait for yours to open up. Yeah, I think that's an important message for lots of kids. Uh, you see. Uh, you can see your recruiting process has ebbs and flows. There's times where it's going really hot. There's times where it's going really down. And uh, that I feel like you handle, you explained it the best you can. It, it's a process. You got to handle it the way you can. And uh, being patient is probably the best way to do it. Uh, the last thing I really got for you, Hawkins, is uh, you're going into senior year. You're going to be at Baylor. What's your message to Baylor fans uh, as you'll be heading there uh, after this next season? Man, just show up support show out show these you know these kids with stressful schedules that you got their back on saturdays and you're there for them uh join that little nil club that that'd be kind of nice for us um and yeah just you know show up show us you got our back and show support well hoggins i just want to thank you for jumping on the show man it's been a pleasure having you it's been a pleasure building a relationship with you really excited to come out to a game this year and cover uh stratford uh, last thing I got for anyone who doesn't know the name Hawkins Polly, get ready because he is the most unguardable tight end I've ever seen. So watch out for Hawkins Polly and the Stratford Spartans this year. Hawkins, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Well, now it's time to get to my favorite segment of the show. That's right. It is our under the radar segment where we take a look at some of these athletes we consider are under the radar for one reason or another. You know, maybe they're a, a big time athlete, four or five star, and they only have a handful of offers, which you know we feel is outrageous. Or maybe they don't have any stars at all, and you know we feel like, hey, the, this guy he should be on a team somewhere for whatever reason, just not getting those offers. We try to get them the spotlight because that's what we like to do around here. That being said, let's turn to Ashton. Ashton, who is your under the radar athlete for this week? My under-the-radar recruit of the week is Darius DJ Bailey, a junior DeSoto quarterback. Last year, I was able to watch DJ Bailey come in for Matthew Allen in their game against Westfield and absolutely tear it up, going 11 for 11 with 218 yards and three touchdowns. After that game, I knew Bailey had the potential to be the next big thing. With the cannon for an arm, Bailey was able to hit his wide receivers in stride, but also put the ball in a spot that is incredibly difficult for any secondary to hit. His field, his field vision allows him to make the best decisions to put his team in a position to score. Going into his junior year and his first varsity, his full first varsity year, finally being able to command the offense. It is just a matter of time before other recognition and offers begin coming in, especially with Jaden Trawick, Jonte Cook, and DJ Bailey at the head of this DeSoto offense. I believe that they'll be one of the teams to beat, and this will show that show the coaches that he is not only a leader, but a winner. Jackson, let's turn it over to you, my man. Who is your under-the-radar athlete this week? Yeah, my under-the-radar athlete is Mitchell Blakesley from the Woodlands High School. He's a 6'5", 245-pound tight end, defensive end, and offensive lineman. He's a kid who ran, ran a 4'6", 5'40", 
4.2 GPA. Also does shot put and dis- discus for the Woodlands track. He's a kid that's being recruited at all three positions. Uh, he's got some low uh, D1 offers right now. Also picked up Air Force not too long ago. Uh, he's being recruited by all these schools to play different uh, positions. He's very flexible. Uh, he does great in the in the tight end blocking game. Also has good hands. And on the defensive side of the ball, he's great uh, just rushing the passer. He's got great strength. He can run fit. He can do everything that you want a defensive end to do. And he can also play the offensive line. So he's a guy who's really the jack of all trades. I expect his recruitment to really pick up uh, as the Woodlands will have a pretty good year this year. Uh, I think he's a guy that you can see be a late bloomer and be a guy that uh, a coach will definitely want to take a shot on because he's so flexible to play all three positions. Uh, Kid that I'm very excited to watch this year as he'll be playing defense mostly for the Woodlands, uh, but very flexible to play all positions. So he will definitely be a kid to watch out for and very excited to watch uh, what he does this season, where he goes and what position he'll play at the next level. And my under the radar is going to be Noah Long of Liberty Hill. I think this is a little bit of a cop-out. He's a class of 24. I do feel that after his junior year, I think his offer sheet is just going to blow up. He is such a dynamic athlete. I mean, when you think of Liberty Hill, obviously you think of slot T's, you know, the slot team uh, mafia out there and, and, you know, definitely run first, run always type of team. And even so, you know, we, you, teams know they're going to be running the ball. Here is sophomore season um, stats. 233 carries, 2,008 rushing yards, which is an average of 8.6 yards a carry, 29 touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns, I should say, and then another receiving touchdown to boot. I mean, this kid just stands out from top to bottom as, as an athlete. I mean, yes, they run a unique system, and so I wonder, you know, are people thinking – Oh, that's that's not going to translate well. I don't care. You look at him on paper. He's got the speed. He's got the size. He's got everything you want um, when you look at you know a running back. Um, just an overall great athlete. He can he can do it on the offensive side. He can do it um, returning. You know uh, on special teams. He can get away from you. I, I love this kid Noah Long from Liberty Hill. Like I said, I think after his junior season, his his offer sheet's going to be off the charts. So. Uh, no Long from Liberty Hill is my under-the-radar athlete for this week. If you or someone you know wants to be featured on the show, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the DMs. Send us an email. We will cover your team. That's what we love to do around here. Not team. I'm sorry. Uh, you or, or an athlete that you know. Uh, we, that's what we love to do around here is, is, is cover that. So that being said, let's get some shout-outs and get out of here. Jackson, who are you shouting out today? Yeah, I'm going to shout out all the Texas high school athletes, uh, band members, cheer, drill team, strutters, dance team. Uh, it, it's football season. This is uh, Friday Night Lights are back. It's a whole atmosphere. Uh, if you are a person who doesn't go out to games because you don't have an athlete, go out to a game this week. Uh, go enjoy the festivities. Enjoy the tailgates. Enjoy everything that happens in high school football. Uh, it's just a great experience. So shout out to everyone that's going to be involved with Friday Night Lights, Thursday Night Lights, Saturday Night night lights this weekend and uh just shout out to you guys episode 29 uh we're, we're rolling now into football season so uh, it's going to be a very great year ashton who are you shouting out so i'm gonna do the same i'm gonna shout out everybody that's involved with anything texas high school football texas high school football has put me in a position to continue a career just enjoy just the little things especially i'm still in high school my senior year 
it's really going to be a lot of fun and I'm really excited to be a part of this with y'all on this journey and I'm just ready to go. And I'm going to shout out all the coaches out there about to be giving up, you know, 10, you know, 11 weeks of their season. If they're lucky, 17 weeks of, of their kind of year, if you will, for football season. So shout out to all the coaches. They're going to put in those long hours to hopefully, you know, get their kids to a state title game. That being said, We'll be here every day, of course, now at 3 o'clock. You know, this was the first one at 3 o'clock. We'll be doing 3 o'clock moving forward. So, you know, make sure you adjust your watch time accordingly. Uh, you can also catch us on, on you know, really anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you know, Spotify, um, you know, um, Apple, whatever it may be. We, we, we upload the episodes after they air on Friday. So check us out. You know, hey, maybe you're on the road. What you got? You got to say something, Jackson? What you got there? I, I just wanted – I got one more thing uh, for everyone that's watching our podcast. We, we've got something very special in the works coming next week. Keep an eye out for it. We'll be tweeting about it. We'll be posting it on Instagram. But uh, stay tuned for a new uh, series we'll be debuting next week. That's right. A new – that is right. A new series coming out. Uh, first one's going to be a blast. I can't wait for it. Me and Jackson have been kind of working on this for a while. So it'll be exciting to, to, to make it happen. But so I'm saying – Tune in, listen. Hey, you're gonna be driving to a game. Go ahead and pop us on 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 the on the on the on the, on the podcast and give us a listen while you're driving to your game. We'll be back here next Friday at three o'clock. Until then, I'm Wack. That's Jackson and Ashton, and we'll see you at the games. <laughs>